0: and welcome to The Shell Formers, the podcast about toys and how they impact our lives. I'm your host, Darby Hart. I'm Sugu. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about a pretty big subject, and maybe really the only subject for a podcast about toys, which is, why do we collect toys? Why, why do we uh, do this into our old age? Um, but Aren't we adults?
1: Is, Shouldn't we be doing yeah. something better with our money and time?
0: Yeah, shouldn't we just grow up? But we're going to be talking about why we're collecting these, um how we're collecting them. Um what it means to be a collector right now in 2021, not just, you know, in a pandemic, but just in, you know, in a different phase of collecting. Collecting is different than it, it was even 5, 10 years ago. Certainly different than it was when we were kids. And so we thought we would Dive into that, talk about some current toys, including some current Star Wars and some Transformers, and kind of go from there. Um, as I said, I'm Darby Harn. Um, I am a freelance writer for websites like Screen Rant, uh, CBR, Star Wars Newsnet. I'm also part of the Movie News Network podcast, uh, where we talk about movies, TV, all those good things. Also the author of uh, several novels I guess now including Ever the Hero and my forthcoming novel A Country of Eternal Light due in June pre-order now that's what you're here for Sugu. Uh,
1: I'm also uh, a bit of a freelance writer I've written for uh, a travel website uh, called All About uh, All About Japan so you can find me there Um Other than that, I live and work in Japan, and I collect mostly Transformers with a bit of dabbling of uh, some other stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's always the other stuff is where we get into trouble, because (laughs) I'm mostly Star Wars, you're mostly Transformers, but then we do that thing that all collectors do, which is we dabble, we, we, we sort of wander outside the lines and marvel or what have you, but we thought today we'd kind of talk about it in general we wanted to talk about it for a while this sort of sort of bigger question of why do we do this at all and i thought it was a good opportunity to talk about it on today's episode because i just recently got a batch of new star wars figures and i've been looking forward to these and i got them and i found myself very deflated um so i got a batch of
1: uh, mm-hmm. uh sorry i don't mean to interrupt but just real quickly did you pre-order them or anything? Like they, they arrived at your doorstep? or? Yeah, I, I tell pre-ordered. Me about, tell me about how you got them.
0: Yeah, so uh, everything in the in the age of uh, the pandemic is pre-order mostly. Uh, so I pre-ordered a, a bunch of different Star Wars figures, which included the most recent uh, wave of Star Wars Vintage Collection figures, which is the four-inch, uh, as Hasbro likes to say now, which makes me wince uh legacy scale which is meaningless um but um, these are your classic four inch three and three quarter inch if uh if you're paying attention at home uh that are on the kenner throwback card and so this wave is mostly made up of a couple of mandalorians there's a really nice amazing new version of boba fett from return of the jedi which is in this wave but also the big figure in this wave is uh, the child Grogu, who this is his first appearance as an action figure in this scale. But it's actually it's not because it coincides with another subline from Hasbro, which is the Star Wars retro line, which is four inch figures in the sort of Kenner actual throwback five POA uh, soft sculpting style, but again are on the old Kenner card. And which are in some cases the same exact card. There's a couple of figures, Grief Carga in particular, the Mandalorian himself, uh, that are uh, and Cara Dune, uh, who are um, all on the same card that they had in the Vintage Collection. Um, Leads to some confusion, I think, in terms of brand identity, what they're doing. It's also confusing because the five POA figures, the retro figures, which aren't, isn't the vintage collection retro. um, They're $9.99 retail, vintage collection is $12.99 retail. The retro Grogu is actually bigger and comes with more swag than his more expensive counterpart in the vintage collection, which the vintage collection is just Grogu who's like literally the size of a peanut because he's obviously, he's a tiny guy and his crib, the actual, what you're paying $13 for is the crib or the pram, however you want to say it, um, that he floats around in. But I got these. I was, I was looking forward to them. I got them all kind of, they all sort of showed up at once, more or less. And I immediately looked at them and I was immediately like, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I don't know.
1: So You had your existential moment.
0: I did because I was like, It felt obligatory like i'm buying these because i'm supposed to buy them because i've been buying them and i don't know why i'm buying them other than i appreciate some of them that new boba fett uh in the vintage collection is a work of art um it's amazing but i didn't feel any sort of like in the past they would make a new boba fett or just any new figure and you'd be like oh my god this is such an amazing figure it's such an advance. It's such a, you know, the sculpting or the articulation, whatever. This one is none of that. It was just, this is a great figure, right? It's great figure. It's not, there's nothing about it that I was like, oh my God. And then it would just sort of, these all landed at once. And it was just sort of this, I don't know why they're doing what they're doing with the Splitting this thread with um, the Vintage Collection and the Retro figures, they're two different styles, but they're packaged the same way. Uh, there are different price points. I just want to buy Star Wars toys, like I want them to make. It's been a really long time since Hasbro's actively sort of. Just, let me back up. The, the hallmark of the Star Wars line through Kenner and Hasbro has largely always been uh, building out the world. So you're doing all these sort of aliens and troopers and sort of niche characters. And it was just, you fill up your shelves and they did everybody. And they haven't done that now for a very long time. And I just want, I personally would love just to go back to that a little bit, you know, getting actual that Star Wars sort of ephemera. And when you buy in the same week or even in the same day, when you get two different versions of Grogu, which are really just the same version of Grogu, and you're actually getting all Hasbro's doing, and not just in these scales, but in the Black Series too, when all you're doing is just repacking and reselling and resculpting in some cases, the same characters over and over again. I don't know what the appeal is. And I find myself sort of questioning uh, what, you know, my enjoyment of it certainly, because there there wasn't any, but um, yeah, it was was one of those moments where it's like maybe first real moment, honestly, and I've been doing this very long time since I was a kid with Star Wars and where I was like, I don't really know why I'm doing it you know hmm.
1: yeah it to me it's it's interesting because you know Hasbro makes Star Wars figures and Hasbro also makes Transformers and one of the famous aspects of the Transformers toy line is all of the repaints um in fact the seekers starscream thundercracker skywarp the the original three F-14 Tomcats, I think they were. Uh, one white, one black, one blue. That was the anomaly that they were three different characters. Um, usually in the Transformers line, you have a repaint that's kind of just a repaint. Um, you know, but he's got a new hat type thing. and um,
0: Malibu Barbie now with a new hat.
1: <laughs> For anyone who remembers The Simpsons Season 5, I think it was, like Season 4.
0: Malibu um, Stacy, I'm sorry, I said Barbie.
1: Yeah, Malibu Stacy. But um, yeah, so like it seems to me that Hasbro might be doing something similar with their Star Wars line, which is just repainting and repackaging.
0: They're, they're, it was worse than that. They're doing that, which is aggravating enough on its own. I, I have no problem, just to be clear, with sort of repaints and, and, and recasts and kit bashing. Transformers has always done a great job of this, more or less, where they take what they have and they make new characters. Uh, and Star Wars has done that in the past, too, where, you know, they've had... If Star Wars is unique. Was, like, let me actually... I'll go back just another second. So Marvel Legends is similar to transformers in the sense that they, they use a lot of the same parts over and over again, or they try to, mm-hmm. so they, they have sort of standardized Marvel legends, much more so. So they just have a series of bucks. They have about a, a dozen different bucks and that those are the base for all of your different figures. And there's a lot of individual sculpting on most figures, but star Wars can't do that because star Wars are the different costumes and things like that. So where they can do it, droids, troopers, Mm-hmm. They try to do it. And that I I love that because you want your different droids.
1: Sure.
0: But they're not doing yeah. that now. They're they're just they're 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 just doing these different scales. So you have the Black Series six inch, the three and three quarter vintage collection, and three and three quarter retro. And they're just all doing Mandalorian or Grogu or or whoever. And they're not doing there it doesn't have any scope beyond that. It, there's no uh, fun in it. There's no so there's no sort of that interactive part that's sort of building out the verisimilitude of the world, the ephemera of the world is gone. Um,
1: the deep cut characters are only located within the Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, which isn't the end of the world, certainly.
1: And they're not that deep cut then, right? Like they're all, the main characters kind of it.
0: Generally not. I, one thing I liked about this new retro wave, uh, the 5POA, is they did do Kuiil who is the little Ugnat guy from Mandalorian who has not, doesn't have a counterpart in just the regular vintage collect. This is the thing. It's like you don't have. They're doing characters. For me, I grew up. I'm. I'm literally a product of 1978. So I was collecting Star Wars figures from the beginning. So for me, the three and three quarter inch scale, what they call the legacy scale, is that's that's Star Wars to me, right? And so mm-hmm. those are the guys I collect. I have some black series, but I don't. That's not my main scale. And so when I put my dudes, you know you want, I want them to make the Mandalorian dudes. I want them to make them all and they will put them on my Mandalorian shelf. But they don't have, they're not making all of those. And now they made Kuiil in the retro line. So they, I have a four inch Kaweel, but he doesn't go, he's not actually part of the actual four inch line. He's this novelty item. That's most supposed to make me think of Kenner, but they're making me think of Kenner because they're selling me a Kenner card back in the vintage collection.
1: Because... so go ahead because
0: it's <laughs> like because question mark <laughs> like you know like they want they're they're trading on, on my nostalgia and that's fine i'm fine with that but like now they're just doing it more so and in confusing ways like like if i'm hasbro don't i i want to sell darby a quill cool action figure that he wants because money you know so to me, it's just they're, they're general there's two things going on. One is just sort of this weird sort of apathy I had when I got the toys, which was sort of new. And you go through peaks and valleys through a collector, you don't collect for your entire life and not in at the same interest level. You you know, you get interested in different things or it's just not as exciting or whatever. I'm not talking about that. This is sort of but this would definitely felt like a bottom where I was just like, I don't really know why I'm this isn't fun. At all, and then there's Hasbro's general strategy with Star Wars right now, which is very scattered and unfocused.
1: Well, I can I can tell you about the Transformer world a little bit. The um, the Hasbro line itself for a while was quite stagnant in yeah. terms of what they were producing. They were generally producing the main the main six characters or so just over and over. And that was getting kind of old. Um, um, I want to say with the starting with the Combiner Wars is when they just went kind of crazy and just made a bunch of characters deep, kind of deep cut. And a lot of the, the fans were super excited to, to see these characters that um, they had never seen before or yeah. not seen in a long time right. uh, finally being made characters. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe that's something like that is happening in star Wars. Maybe they're just, there's no more, uh, space to create these new characters that they're just banking on the guaranteed success of the established ones.
0: I think there is, and this is just a guess. I I think there is some economics into it where in the past they could sort of wallpaper uh, store shelves with whatever mm-hmm. star Wars, um, because it was relatively cheap. And then it was, they, it would, what it would sell. But now the price has become, when you're selling someone, a Grogu, who's the size of a peanut for $13 mm-hmm. like that figure can't be just anybody I'm assuming on Hasbro's part. And you know, the, the, it's, it's confusing and frustrating because like Star Wars is like the biggest thing in the world, but actually now on toy shelves, it's not. The biggest thing that's happening in toys is Marvel. And that's been, that's been the case for a, several years now to the point where Marvel is doing its own retro line.
1: So they're serious? doing,
0: yeah. So they're doing this um, Marvel legends is doing, so they do the standard six inch, which is the actually the standard for that scale now. And Now they're doing they're they're doing on their own because these guys wanted to sort of branch out a little bit. Um, They're doing this um, four inch uh, throwback Kenner carded scale um, on sort of Kenner never did Marvel back in the day.
1: You mentioned this uh, before, yeah. Yeah.
0: So so I'll show you this here. But they sort of did a what if on um, yeah. on what Kenner figures would have looked like. These are fucking amazing. Excuse my language. <laughs> like they're they're great because they look exactly like you think they'd look. They're that sort of classic throwback yeah. sort of thing, and they're ten dollars. So these are nine ninety nine retail. But the difference is when you get a hold of this in the, re- the star Wars retro or immediate sort of the, the cardboard stock just for the card is about two to three times as thick as this very flimsy paper that they're printing these star Wars cards on both cards. Like a big part of the appeal of the star Wars card, the canter card is the whole card. So a lot of people like to buy them carded to keep a carded collection. Mm-hmm. And you get these things in the box and they're just wilted. They're warped. They're, they're creased. Mm-hmm. These Marvel ones, they're not doing that because they're, they're super thick and the so there's a value perception that's there's that's and problematic the people
1: who would mm-hmm. buy who would be buying the four inch marvel those people are generally going to be collectors right and like i can't imagine kids buying them taking them out of the packaging and playing with them or is that what's supposed to happen
0: a good question i mean they're clearly geared towards collectors because they're they're going for an you know that sort of kenner sort of throwback thing so they're trying to get on your nostalgia even though this doesn't correspond to something that actually existed but for kids and i don't know because the other big question in this is is why why do we collect we're adult collectors um what do kids actually collect what are kids into i i i certainly don't know like if i think kids would probably see these marvel figures the retro figures on the shelf they're very colorful they're very bright they're relatively affordable at the ten dollars and they might be compelled to buy somebody like spider-man or the hulk or something um but would be they would they be motivated to you know go further than that or would they just be attracted to marvel legends which marvel legends we sort of think of as a sort of you know people think of it as a collector line but it's actually sort of the default brand for yeah, it's the main line of marvel yeah, figures for right? marvel so i don't know what kids i don't know how deep kids are into marvel legends i don't know if that's they think of it that way um you know do kids uh, collect these days i don't know that's a great question it's like you know in people Hasbro's always like well we you know we're making toys for kids I, I think obviously they're in the business to sell toys to kids. I don't know that they're making any of these toys that we've been talking about for kids. Like, you know.
1: Yeah, you know. but that's not quite what I mean. Like I, I I think kids still play with toys these days. I think that's obvious. But yeah. are they actually collecting? Are that kids don't know. collecting? Like are yeah. are they trying to get uh everybody in the in the set? Are they trying to um get those rare ones like are are they doing those things that we did when we were growing up
0: if they are they'd be challenged to do so because one thing that that hasbro doesn't bother with anymore that they use the whole in the 80s when we were growing up like the, you would have the cross sell, and this was the most interesting part of it because on the back of the card the star wars card you had all the star wars figures on the back of the transformers box you had the sort of art that sort of showed most of the characters and then inside you'd have the catalog which was the coolest thing ever yeah and you know you know you'd sort of it was sort of served as a catalog and a checklist that doesn't happen anymore so you don't have a cross sell on star wars i can't speak to transformers whether or not they include catalog i don't think they do
1: i don't think Uh, so
0: yeah and so i don't know (laughs) if you if you're a kid coming into it and you encounter these star wars figures on the shelf you don't know what exists beyond those unless you're really savvy and you you get on the internet and you're like but even then there's no hub there's no resource for you to find out you know like like i'm i'm a new collector kid or an adult whatever i want to find out what is all out there i'd be lost i i wouldn't know where to start i wouldn't be able to find it all and i'd be left to sort of fan sites to try to you know piece this together in which there's some very good ones and like for star wars anyway yakface.com is probably your best resource these days in terms of finding out what's new and current and sort of going on but
1: i mean the nice thing for star wars is that they're almost all official or fully licensed that you can kind of track them down relatively easy transformer third party good luck
0: right that's even (laughs) yeah that's a whole nother story. Like, you know, like, you know, you'd be hopeless there. Um, but it's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, there's no, there's no attempt whatsoever to sort of, I think it's the core problem. It's like, I don't know if they know exactly who they're selling to. And then there's no attempt to sort of engage uh, the collector to build a collector to sort of continue that relationship. It's just about, for whatever reason, they decided they wanna sort of um, split all these different hairs with the scales and and all of that stuff. And then they just wanna fill those spaces. There's sort of a, how do I wanna say this? There's there's sort of a a theory in sort of Star Wars collecting circles that, that most of what Hasbro does with Star Wars is defensive to prevent other people from taking parts of the license. So the retro figures, for example, the sort of Kenner, actual Kenner throwback, this is sort of a, the reason they're doing them in part is because this is sort of a style and a format that's been become very popular in the last few years where you have companies like super seven that are doing all these Kenner throwback five POA figures for all these different brands, properties, like it's insane, like Mm -hmm. universal monsters, you name it back to the future. They do it. Um, they do it for other brands like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which that master license belongs to Playmates. Mm-hmm. Playmates farms it out to different uh, toy companies to so do different things with the brand. And, you know, so Hasbro, I think it defensively is, you could argue, is doing this retro thing to prevent someone else from doing it. Um, you know, or to maybe to do three inch three and three quarter inch all altogether because which they have no interest in, in doing at least on the scale that they did
1: so I there's a there's a video by the youtuber Specter creative I think that's his name
0: sure yeah
1: the toy guy you we've talked about him before
0: Scott Scott and I look yeah
1: yeah um, he said something that I think was interesting um, that Hasbro, as much as they they really do like the the fans, they really do want to make stuff for the fans and the collectors, the adult collectors. But the people that they're actually targeting is not the kids, not the adult collectors, but it's the parents of the kids. Hmm. The parents who who don't really know much about the franchise, but they're they want to buy their kid a toy and you know that's where that goes i i thought that was an interesting idea that you know it makes sense kids don't have money they don't have jobs um but the <laughs> at
0: least not yet
1: <laughs> yeah right the way things are going right. but like you know you're you're appealing to the people that have money and hasbro's biggest audience is still children
0: Sure. I, I, I do see that, you know, as a toy collector, you find yourself in the toy aisle. There are occasionally children there. (laughs) (laughs) How dare they? Yeah. Coming into our space, but, um, (laughs) and in general kids, in my experience, anecdotally, um, seem to be much more into Lego than, um, the sort of classic action figure role play type items um that's just the way it seems to me like and that's borne out in sort of christmas time you walk into the target you walk into the walmart and lego is its own aisle in both stores right yeah. and when you walk into that aisle about a week or two before christmas that aisle is destroyed the <laughs> shelves are bare it happens every single year and this is part of the a lot of things maybe we'll talk about lego on some episode because it's i don't collect lego but i i i i enjoy i enjoy it because they do a lot of interesting stuff um but um they the way that they produce manufacture distribute and promote their toys is vastly different and it's based on a model that has not changed in 50 years whereas action figures Hasbro, everybody else has changed dramatically
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um but i don't see kids you know, um, really interacting with action figures per se. Marvel, certainly. Uh, Star Wars, other things I don't see. But that that could just be me. I don't know.
1: I mean, I work with kids, but that is definitely not a metric of what average is or or is not. Mm. Um, My experience, the kids are definitely more interested in uh, screens.
0: I think that's, yeah, that's probably generally true. You know, these kids, they get a hold of a uh, little iPad or the iPhone three and four. And they're like, I don't know what I need this piece of plastic for. <laughs> yeah. Like I have yeah. to
1: move the figure if I want to have fun with it. I yeah, have to like, do
0: that. Yeah. It's like, well, you want me to like articulate Lynch? It's like <laughs> I just wrote code. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I, it's play like that toys.
1: Back to the Future Part Two, right? When he goes to 2015, oh, the future, and um, and he's showing those kids how to play that video game. They're like, "Oh, you play with your hands? That's antique," and they were totally not interested, right? Well, something like that is happening. Like I it, see that sure a little bit here.
0: I know I, I think. It's right on, it's, you have this sort of, this goes back to video games with the advent of the video game, the sort of interest in toys diminishes because the video game encroaches on the kid earlier and earlier in life. So Mm. like, you know, I was, you know, classic kid, 1978. I was right at the right age to get pegged by something like the Star Wars toy, right? And so, you know, and you're just marked for life. Whereas the kid, if, his, if he's three and four today, she's three and four today, and the first thing they get in their hand is one of these Nintendo Switches or maybe an iPhone or whatever the case may be, and they're playing with an app or a game or something like that, and then you then you give them a toy, and they're like, their head is already like completely like that's a different universe in their head, yeah, that you know than it is with you know you know use your imagination, go outside and you know recreate the Battle of Hoth. They're like why i I, it's on my phone so
1: yeah i can revisit the battle of hoth perfectly
0: with better graphics than they had in 1980 (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i think there's a tremendous amount of that i think the appeal of the things that we enjoy as collectors which is accuracy which is sculpting which is scale in some cases those types of things you know like oh my god like you know like the you know when we were talking about in the past when we talked about your your mp10s and your your primes and things like that which are sort of like works of art that come more or less out of the cartoon or or the you know the show or whatever and same thing with star wars it's like look at this it's this boba fett that just came out as most realistic boba fett they've ever done you appreciate that part of it i don't know that kids would care about that at all um you know uh no because
1: you remember back when we were kids Transformers G1 they were blocks of they were just blocks they are just, just blocks but they were fantastic for us as kids we thought they could yeah. we thought they were moving just like the TV show
0: yeah yeah there was there was you're using your imagination you're were, you're were also looking past a little bit the uh, there was laws. a lot of
1: forgiveness
0: yeah a lot very Catholic being a toy collector um <laughs> forgive lots of forgiveness lots of admissions of guilt um but yeah so i mean it's definitely changed and that's fine because everything changes and you know we're i'm a star wars baby and that was a huge shift in toys from what had just come before which was the the gi joe the action figure doll which had been the standard for years before that and and star wars actually killed that off Mm -hmm. that had been and for a long time for years after decades after there was an attempt to maintain that scale and to maintain that sort of brand. And finally, it just died. It was gone. I feel like four-inch, the legacy scale, as Hasbro calls it, is, is headed that way because the dominant mode right now is six-inch.
1: How tall are the uh, the G.I. Joe figures now? Like, they're, Are they yeah. four-inch?
0: So the Joes they're doing right now, Hasbro, are six-inch. So they had been historically four-inch. And now they just bumped them up. They're doing six inch also. Okay. Yeah.
1: Are they worth getting?
0: I think they're, they look good. Um, They're impossible to find to the point where I, you know, I'm friends and family with a bunch of serious GI Joe collectors and they are super frustrated with the inability to find these, these, these Joe figures. That's the GI Joe classified series is the, is the line. And they're just impossible to find anywhere. Like to the point they may as well not exist. And just looking at them online, the, the pictures, you know, like there's some seriously really interesting designs and figures. And there's a Lady J and Flint that just came out that look both look really good. But um, I, you know, if you're a G.I. Joe head, I think that these would be super interesting to you. And they are doing there is a Snake Eyes movie that's coming out in July. And they are doing aligned with that. And those figures from the movie, the movie figures look really good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, those are six inch as well, but GI Joe's interesting. I think there's a little bit more toleration in Joe and Joe evolving in six inch because Joe has had that history. I just mentioned Joe was classically 12 inch Huge yeah. gear shift in 1982 to four-inch, a lot of controversy. Of course, we didn't care because, like, we were just <laughs> oh, th- this is us, right? But for long time Joe collectors, they felt abandoned by the four-inch. The four-inch line, real American hero goes on to be one of the biggest uh, toy lines of all time, existed yeah. more or less into um the early 2010s. Took is that now. globally
1: or just yeah. America?
0: Globally, a huge line, but it, it sort of petered out a little bit uh, lasted into and there's a those previous two gi joe movies didn't exactly take off the way that they wanted them to the line sort of died and sort of the the four inch sort of lines disappeared entirely in the last several years joe had been kind of on a hiatus came back last year with the classified line um i think this will be this the this they'll be doing joe's in six inch for a long time to come um, to compete with
1: the marvel legends space yeah
0: and i think people will you know they'll come to accept this scale um the way that they did the four inch scale but um i i think it's you know and i do appreciate the six chance because i've got a fair number of legends got my black series certainly but i don't I, i'm not i can't i i'm not interested in sort of being you know a six inch only collector nor am i sort of you know I sort of have to be very judicious in what I buy. So I'm like, if you're going to make the four inch ones, I'm going to buy the four inch ones. If they weren't making four inch anymore, I probably would just quit. Like, I just wouldn't do it anymore. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I'd buy my occasional Marvel Legends, but, you know, I wouldn't the Star Wars. I just, be like, I'm out, you know, um, which would be, you know, at my age, <laughs> it would be probably okay. You <laughs> Time know,
1: to grow up, get that Time stock to account. Grow up.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, stop spending my money on toys instead Um, spend it
1: on money
0: spend it on money um which if you want to feel less guilty about buying toys um just invest and then use your dividends to buy toys you know (laughs) no worries um but or invest in hasbro which is actually a fairly decent stock to own yeah it's an old stock it's an old stock but it's you know they had a good year last year strangely (laughs) given the circumstance uh very nice dividends for hasbro well ish but this is not a podcast about stocks this is a podcast (laughs) about about toys and why we collect them at least this week and i just i find myself sort of questioning because like i think it's a product of just a little bit of fatigue with the toys and the way that they're handled i think it's i've talked a little bit on prior podcasts about i've gotten really much more back into uh, I've always read comics, but I find myself sort of going back and sort of actually buying some older comics. Um, nothing major because the the back market for, uh, for the market for back issues for comic books has gotten out of control, so it's become prohibitive in many ways. But I find myself just I enjoy that much more right now, you know, going back trying to reconnect to some of those comic books from my youth the stories, mostly the characters. And, and so when you, you know, um, I just got like X-Men in particular Excalibur, but you know, here and there, I was in the comic book store the other day and came across some Barry Windsor Smith. Um, there's a Marvel Marvel fair number five, Barry Windsor Smith did a story about the thing and I'm a big Barry Windsor Smith, Mark. And this is just this curious comic book from 1988, 1989. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. It's only $4. So um, stuff like that. Uh, I enjoy that much more right now than I do the toys. And I think that's part of just where I'm at right now, personally.
1: But. Yeah, I think it seems to me in, in your world that a larger reason why you're you're collecting, uh, and not just the, the figures, but collecting uh, whatever you're collecting, like all the stuff you're collecting, is an attempt at reconnect uh, reconnection right yeah so for you a collection means reconnection would that be fair
0: i think it's just about connecting in general it's always the collecting the toys was always about connecting to the movie itself to the story right mm-hmm. you're you get the toys that you know when you're a kid and you grow up back or in your room or whatever and you're just recreating the movie or you're extrapolating from the movie Mm -hmm. and then as you're older you're not bashing your jawas and your droids together because that would be weird but you're trying to connect to some element of the movie so for a lot of collectors not just myself but that's when you get interested in things like accuracy and detail and Mm -hmm. you know things like that and that's why that became such a huge interest to toy companies because that's what we wanted. And we wanted something that was representative of the actual thing. And you want to connect to it in that way. And then I think as I've gotten older in my and just in my life and my experience, my sort of connection to Star Wars and has changed because on a couple different levels. One is is that you know, I'm a writer. So my approach to Star Wars has always been from my connection to Star Wars has always been about story. And so it's less about what did the costume look like than it's it, it, as i gotten older, it's more about the story, and then sort of the way I view my you know my sort of Star Wars sort of experience as a fan has changed too. So um, I think that's just a product of getting older. But um, the but with the comics, it's again it's about the story. It's it's um, you know it's it's trying to reconnect to those things and just trying to connect because the the biggest thing that like living through the last year, and we talked about this a little bit on our Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah. I was going to say um,
1: there's a lot of elements with the Lord of the Rings.
0: um, The uh, this last year in particular has been, you know, very, a lot of disconnection, a lot of interruptions, a lot of signal uh, loss in terms of uh, not just seeing people, but connecting to people Mm
1: -hmm. and um, connecting to life
0: to life and so i think part of some element of that is has in, gone into the comic books i think um trying to connect to something um i guess for whatever reason it's comics part of it is just my interest and you know i i think it's um it's uh the older we get we did talk about this a little bit maybe not entirely with lord of the rings but i think it's it's trying to connect to a story to a uh uh, a frame of reference, I think, maybe is the best way to describe it. It's probably not, probably not the, probably not ideal, but a frame of reference for what we're experiencing, what we're living through. Um, you know, trying to have some, you feel a little bit untethered. You feel a little bit disconnected. You reach back to something like Lord of the Rings, which forms some kind of context. Something like X Men, which provides some context. Um, even Star Wars although less so personally for me right now in the moment Um, you know uh, I don't know if I'm making any sense what do you you think
1: so yeah I think I mean I think the coronavirus has been a number on a lot of people and people are trying to to find out or search out ways to connect with their past Um, because a lot of their present they can't do anymore um, for example, I have, in addition to Transformers, part of the stuff that I collect, the other stuff, is uh, board games. Um, I have a bunch of uh, a bunch of board games and uh, you know, not Monopoly or Life or the ones that we grew up with as kids, but the modern board games. And uh, maybe once or twice a month, before coronavirus, I would get together with some friends and we would play board games all day. And I noticed that in the past couple of years, there was this resurgence in board games, like as a trend, as a, as popularity. Um,
0: I just mentioned real quick, uh, Hasbro's uh, stock prices and revenues, their biggest seller 2020 was shockingly board games.
1: Yeah yeah because what else are people going to do right exactly Exactly. so but that's the thing is um that's a big collection of mine and i really miss playing board games but i can't um one i don't really play board games in my home uh i take the board games to essentially a free space um you know you just go there you pay a little bit and you have uh it's called drink bar here but it's basically like all you can drink of non-alcoholic stuff
0: i was just about to say like here we just call it a bar but this is this is is a non-alcoholic establishment is what you're saying
1: yeah like uh you know those buffets (laughs) where you could just go and get your own drinks sure and they're non-alcoholic, right? So you just have that little fountain and you can press for as much Coke as you want. That type so of this,
0: stuff. Is this kind of like, I'm trying to imagine what this looks like. Is this, this sort of like a cafeteria type setting or?
1: So what this is, is the um, the dining area of a hotel. Okay. But the hotel opens that area uh, for general public kind of dur- during the day. Basically okay. from 11 to 6. So mm just after the breakfast and as before they uh, get ready for the dinner service.
0: Okay.
1: So Ooh. I would go there, but I can't go there now. Right. Like gotcha. I haven't been there for a year yeah. as a result of that. I haven't bought any board games either for the past year.
0: Yeah. Gotcha.
1: And usually, you know, I, I buy those as part of my collection as well. Um, And I can't, I can't, I can't play board games, so because of the coronavirus, right? So I have to find something else to connect to.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's like you know, I was saying, you know, the board games was a big seller for Hasbro last year. That's a big part, mostly families stuck at home. You, your circumstances, you can't go out <laughs> to do it. That sucks. Um, you know the collecting toys didn't really change uh, in 2020 outside of more, much more heavy myself on pre-orders and, and things like that. But the way you sort of interact with people and just in general, I, you know, I just sort of felt very isolated and very sort of um, disconnected from stuff. Um, and I'm, so I'm very looking forward To this year and next, as we sort of normalize. If I sound tired today, it's because I've I got my second dose of the vaccine on Thursday. Yay! And I'm I'm uh, just a little bit uh, fatigued. Nothing major, but um. So I'm very hopeful to get back to something like normal. I'd, I'd love to, um, you know travel and visit people and and just sort of have the sort of human experiences again i think maybe one reason i find myself going back to the comic books and even lord of the rings is sort of that human connection in the story because it wasn't it wasn't maybe a lot of it you know elsewhere um and x-men's very good sort of uh uh comfort food because it's always about relationships it's always about connections it's always about um you know sort of dynamics and you know and appreciating it too on a different level you know that you know you're an adult and your sort of perspective on it changes and some of it you sort of laugh at like you know oh my gosh um and then the other part of you're like oh my god like you know that's you know
1: there's layers to this
0: uh, There are very deep layers (laughs) with x-men which i think you know people always appreciated but um you know um we'll definitely maybe we'll do an episode sometime too about just maybe x-men and in in particular like the toys and the franchise and the comics because there's endless stuff there but um, but yeah it's been it's been an interesting sort of ride it's like the toy the star wars toys maybe just to kind of revisit where we started not fun not feeling connected that extends even to uh, the next sort of, sort of Star Wars bit of content that we're due for is Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is this next animated series. Have you seen this? No. It's uh, So it's basically a sequel to The Clone Wars, so uh, recap for people who may not be familiar. The uh, Bad Batch was a sort of a squad of troopers, clone troopers, introduced at the very end of Clone Wars. They're getting their own series. I'm not excited for it at all. Like, I... It looks great. It always looks great. And I'm sure I know what it, it will be great. Uh I'm not excited for it. Like this is I weird because I normally get jacked. It doesn't take anything to get me jacked for Star Wars, right? It's like turn on a lightsaber, I'm there. But like this is like find myself just not super interested. And of course I'll watch it. That's not the question. But
1: yeah, I mean look, we've talked about this for decades now at this point, but um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> decades in the plural but like
0: we're old (laughs) but (laughs) i
1: let's see when the phantom menace came out i was into it you know because it was new god we're
0: gonna start talking about the prequels and then folks (laughs) (laughs) our
1: viewership suddenly tanks um but like since the second episode since episode 2 my interest in star wars has been just waning a uh, little bit by little bit right so i never saw the clone wars um actually okay. you you recommended it to me maybe a decade ago um yep.
0: decade plus
1: and and i think i watched the first episode and i was like okay i watched the the newest three movies just okay, uh, they don't really do much for me, but um, yeah, so I'm kind of out of that. But one thing that I can relate to is Transformers. You know, I appreciate the 2007 Transformers movie for what it did to the franchise, sure, but I will also wholeheartedly admit that all of those live action movies are trash, and when They're they, trash. yeah when they make a new one i will see it but i'm going to grumble about having to see it um yeah and apparently there's some new netflix shows i've watched them i've wa- well okay there are two shows on netflix but it looks like they're actually supposed to be one show with two seasons but they're classified here as two separate shows i don't quite know what's going on with that um i watch them to kind of watch them because it's transformers but right. i'm not overly excited about them the story that they tell isn't that great
0: i'm in a slightly different place relative to star wars i've generally enjoyed mostly just about everything they've done recently you know take or leave some things and i'm looking forward very much to some things in the future obi-wan in particular. Um, the o- upcoming Obi Wan Kenobi series with uh, Ewan McGregor returning. I'm
1: okay, he's super, back.
0: Yes, I'm super excited about that. This has been in the works for a while and they're just now getting filming right now. Is it because um, of the,
1: the pandemic?
0: That's part of it, but this actually goes back. Um, th- this had uh, so they were, um, for whatever reason, they kind of pushed it back a couple of years now. Mm um uh, you know i i don't know just sort of developmental issues but um but now they're doing it it's going to happen so it'll come out probably next year it sounds like um so i'm super excited about that but like bad batch not not so much um but i do look forward to mandalorian season three i look forward to the book of boba fett um i you know all that stuff it's not star wars itself i'm kind of down on or that they're not doing anything it's just sort of right now it's, it just feels like a an ebb mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like is sort of a lull in the in the tide there but um i'm sure next year when obi wan comes out i will be all about it um so obi wan yeah uh so yeah and if there's obi wan toys i'm sure i'll buy them um so but yeah, I, collecting right now is strange in particular. Um, you know, I don't think I'm going to stop collecting toys. But as I said, I think earlier, like if they did Star Wars for whatever reason, if they just stopped making a four inch, I'd probably just sort of get out of the game. I'd, I'd just mm-hmm. be I'd be OK with it, too, which maybe is a signal that I should just stop. Because I, if you don't enjoy it, like, you know, if it feels like an obligation is what it felt like this week, you get the stuff and it felt like I was paying my dues or something um you're like what am i getting out of this uh i don't know i don't know what i'm getting out of it doesn't make yeah. me happy
1: i mean ultimately that's the point of collecting yeah. anything right is that yeah. you own it because it makes you happy
0: yeah and so you know it's like i i just don't have the same sort of fun with it right now that i usually have and i get more fun out of you know, uh, you know, so I'm a huge. We've been talking about X Men Excalibur. I'm a huge Excalibur fan. Marvel Hasbro teased last week that they're going to be doing Excalibur and Marvel Legends. Literally been waiting for this forever, <laughs> so I'm super excited about that because for and I not just me, a lot of other people are because there's there's that version of Kitty Pryde uh, is probably her most famous uh, costume, and people have been waiting for that figure forever. So. Um, that's cool. So you look forward to that. So it's just about I think where your interest goes. And I think your interest in your happiness shifts, you know. Yeah. Um which is fine. That's how it, that's how it always is. So um
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of that, I had a rediscovery uh this week, I think it was. Um I used to also collect card decks. I don't know if you remember when we met in Ireland, I was making sure that I bought that Guinness card deck, right? Because I collect card decks from wherever I travel. I
0: remember that, yeah.
1: Um, But I haven't for the past four or five years or so, maybe even eight years, eight, nine years, maybe even a decade. It's been a while since I've bought a card deck. Like, when I say that, I mean a normal standard card deck and not like a trick deck or a specialty game deck yeah you know i've bought those for my board games but a standard uh playing cards uh but i i was watching some pen and teller magic show uh it, it, it was in my recommendations so i was like oh yeah i used to like cards and i just grabbed went to the closet grabbed one i'm like why did i stop collecting cards like yeah. I used to always have one in my backpack. Uh, I stopped doing that. Like I, I don't know when or why that happened. People's tastes,
0: yeah. People's tastes just change. I think you know over time. It's it's one of the things. I don't know if there's exactly a reason or there's something in your brain that just like Oh, I've done this. You know like or you know and you're not really necessarily aware of it. Um, you know it's. I think that's just a natural thing. I think as you get older, you know you got. The, You know your interests sort of ebbs and wanes with, uh, you know different sort of, you know subjects or whatever, and you have the things you're always into, and then the things that you know you kind of just you know swirl around. I I bet if you probably started, if you were actively traveling right now, you'd probably be picking up your cards. You'd be like, oh, I need you know I need a card, a deck from here or there or whatever yeah
1: that Um, used to be my standard souvenir right like yeah whenever I travel somewhere that's what I would get easy to find everyone made some version of of a playing card for that area
0: I I remember this deck now did you buy that at Smith's the the
1: the Ireland deck
0: the Guinness deck
1: I think so I I I, totally don't remember where I got it I think it
0: was at Smith's yeah um it
1: had the 1920s guinness advertisements as the, the face cards
0: great cards and they were that, that great sort of uh, art the poster art yeah. yeah from the guinness ads which they 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 sort of put on everything now and they're advertising but um
1: yeah not when we bought not not when i bought that deck though
0: no uh no, <laughs> no not not quite um but yeah, you see that everywhere now those old the older sort of Guinness ads. They they, they make posters all this it's they and they did a lot cuz the anniversary was a couple years ago. Yeah. Um and they sort of did all that stuff even on the bottles. Um but uh yeah, ah uh, memories. <laughs> D- By definitely.
1: the way, speaking of though. Uh do you remember that green fleece that I bought back in back at Trinity cuz it was gold? Yes you know i still wear that do you <laughs> it still fits
0: i still have my i bought a. Uh, I have a trinity hoodie uh that i got at the college yeah uh, that i still have
1: yeah because you got you you got the hoodie and i got the fleece at the same time
0: yeah because um, i
1: remember the choice was either the green fleece or the blue fleece
0: yeah i don't remember the blue i remember the green really well because it's very it was very green yeah and then um we got there in the summer. You're like, why are you buying fleece? But remember we were in Ireland um, (laughs) uh, where it rained most of the time. Um, We had some really good sunny days though, but um, um, it was good. Yeah. The great, uh, there's a a souvenir shop there, Trinity college in the library. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of interesting stuff. If people want to, if there are there are trinity collectors out there trinity college collectors which i bet there are be a good place for you to visit yeah so um, if if
1: those trinity college collectors just happen to be listening to this podcast
0: <laughs> for real yeah like get the dude. fleece
1: it'll last 20 years <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah invest in fleece <laughs> all right well maybe as we kind of wrap it up there for today kind of why we collect we we would love to sort of hear from you guys out there if you're listening on why you collect. We actually have Sugu, a new way to get a hold of us.
1: Oh yes, um, yeah. But real quickly, we haven't talked oh. about uh, me collecting transformers or why I collect transformers. So maybe we'll uh, dabble into that yeah. <laughs> next week.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we do that. Yeah, absolutely. We pick up. There's always there's always threads. We do we do this a lot where we. Um, we sort of uh, spin threads out of what we're talking about. So yeah, follow yep. up on it. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And uh, please let us know your thoughts. Uh, you can now reach us at our new uh, fancy email address, which is <laughs> shelfwarmers at gmail.com. So, you know, fancy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can reach out to us there. Um, and we look forward to hearing your your feedback. Uh, we'd love to incorporate into our next podcast
0: yeah we do love we really appreciate any feedback you guys have on the podcast we really appreciate we got some really good feedback for our lord of the rings conversation and so let us know what you like uh what you don't like uh politely um what you want to hear oh speaking uh, of by the way i
1: I forgot to tell you this um the response to that lord of the rings episode yeah. That friend sent me another response, which unfortunately oh. I haven't gotten a chance to read yet, but it's a much longer email. Oh, he cool. seemed very uh, appreciative of our comments. So uh, I'll well, go over that in nice. detail with you.
0: Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, mm. It's good. I, I you know... Um, it's a, it's a deep subject. Maybe we'll revisit aspects of it again in the future, depending on how things go. But there's a lot to talk about there. And as we, the, a lot of all the things we talk about too, as we kind of wrap up today, so they all seem sort of connected. And I, I think that that's not unusual because I, I think collecting, we talk about why we collect. And it's, I think it's part of it is, you know, for me, it's like connecting to the story. And I think what you're doing in connecting to stories is connecting to people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important right now. And I, I know a lot of us are feeling disconnected. A lot of us are feeling isolated and I hope it's getting better. I know it will get better. Um, and, uh, we just have to kind of get there and, um, maybe we'll be talking on the podcast sooner rather than later about how that has changed and it's changed for the better. So hopefully knock on wood. Um, any final thoughts Sugar, as we kind of wrap up anything else you want to drop on the folks? <laughs>
1: Uh, this is such a big episode that like so many potentials. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if there's anything necessarily I, I want to add to the conversation except to just ask for feedback and kind of yeah. let us know how you'd like us to direct the conversation. because um, I think this is something that everyone can kind of relate to, right is how are, how the past year has been for them how they're relating with people yeah Um, let us
0: know maybe how folks out there collectors you've um how your experience has been uh, and even if you're not
1: collecting you probably are doing something to kind of establish some normalcy
0: absolutely normalcy it's it's the thing what is it i don't know know what that is right now but um but yeah we appreciate the feedback and we appreciate hearing. From folks and we've certainly enjoyed this this has been a good way to connect uh during this period of time that we're living in so um so yeah maybe we'll leave it there so that that's uh, gonna do it for today's show on collecting we'll follow up i think on maybe um we talked a lot about star wars today not so much about transformers we'll follow up on that maybe Mm -hmm. and uh so appreciate you guys listening uh reach out to us like we said and uh, take care we'll we'll uh, talk to you next time on the next episode
1: Yep, shelfwarmers at gmail.com.